Hey, everybody. Hey, thanks for tuning into the show. I have a book that just came out on Amazon.com called Digital Labor, The Coming Demise of a White Collar Worker. This book is talking about how software is going to be replacing knowledge workers in our industry at a very rapid pace. This book is addressed for people who are interested in the future job market and what to do about it. So please check it out on Amazon. We look forward to your feedback now. Let's go listen to the show. People are, are going to start trading money for time. time. Yeah. And the way that they do that may sound shocking to people. Yes. But it has a lot to do with uh, a growing set of disposable income and a uh, an inelastic supply, meaning it's a fixed supply of time. You're listening to Experience This, a show about the emerging experience economy with your host, Tom Young. Hi, hey, welcome to the show. This is Tom Young. I'm sitting down here with Karen Bajwa. How are you doing? Hey, Tom. How's it going? Hey, we're going to have a uh, discussion today in our continuing adventure on Experience This around some business models that are um, doing an overlay to their old model and adding a dose of experience to it and creating some really uh, interesting and unique outcomes. So uh, one that we talked about has been around for a while. My cousin actually owns a, a laundry, I think he owns a couple laundromats, but he, mm. when, when I was growing up, uh, my uncle ran a laundromat in Western Pennsylvania. And, uh, you know, laundromats always have been just sort of a, a utilitarian, you go there, there's washers, dryers, you put the coins in. And when I was a kid, we used to help my uncle, you know, get the coins out of there. We'd roll the coins up and it was, uh, but it wasn't a place you'd want to ever go and hang out. People went there because they had apartments, they didn't have the facilities and they would go there. It was a chore. It wasn't yeah. something you look forward to. Well, there's some businesses out there who have taken the laundromat concept and they've turned it into more than just a laundromat. They have cafes, they have coffee bars, and in some cases they have a full restaurant and bar attached to it. So it's uh, it's almost like a destination, like someplace we want to go. Hey, let's meet for laundry and we'll go watch the game and have a beer and chicken wings or something like that. I think people hate doing laundry so much in the city that they're willing to pay a lot of money to have somebody come and pick up their clothes and wash and fold and return it to them. But with this option, taking your stuff to the laundromat becomes a much more, it's a way better exercise than sitting in those. So I walk by some of those laundromats on Ninth Avenue. Like, man, I do not want to step foot in there. They're scary places. I mean, and we look at there, some of those places, a place called uh, Harvey Washbangers in College Station has been around for maybe 20 years or so. But they turned, uh, you know, because having laundry for college students, you know, they yeah. don't have the money to necessarily do wash and fold. Now, my, my cousin, he runs a laundry business, so he sells wash and fold to college students. But he's typically marketing to their parents who are, helping foot some of that bill. But if you're on a tight budget and you're going to do it yourself anyway, this is a, a place where you can kill two birds with one stone. But it's just an interesting concept where we're doing mashups of a business who's looking at, um, you know, where their experience of their base business is yeah. not so great. Now you do a an experience overlay and you can make it a very different business model. Also, it allows them, I mean, they already have customers coming in to do laundry. So why not monetize it yeah i mean we talk somewhat about the attention economy but you do have the attention of these people right. who are basically sitting idle for 90 minutes to two hours in a laundromat so it's great get them to buy food grab a cup of coffee um with students and i think we've talked about that 
before. Uh, students could do their homework, but also grab a cup of coffee while they wait. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's a brilliant idea. So this uh, this this idea is not a new idea, but it's a it, but it's a concept that we need to expand beyond laundromats. So you and yeah. I were talking before about in New York, there's a new thing with uh, the concept of dental spas. Yes. So you take the dental office, which is not necessarily a place you ever want to go. In fact, I think I read research. There's as many as 20% of the people have a fairly strong phobia of going to the dentist. Uh, but it's not something even the other 80% look forward to. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that doctor's office and dentist office have never really thought about changing the aesthetic, like making the visit a bit more appealing. It's very sterile. It's almost similar to people going to a hospital type setting. And I think that just turns people off quite well, a lot. It's, uh, it, it, it's highly utilitarian. And apart from you know, making the chairs in a waiting room comfortable and putting old magazines on the table, maybe putting a coffee machine out there, they don't really um, focus so much on the experience. They'll, they'll do things on the margin, but they won't do things that materially change yeah. the way things are done. So uh, I'll, I'll give one more example, and then we'll talk about the dental spa. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I have a, a car dealership. I have a, a, a Honda uh, Pilot that I drive, and, and I do the whatever the maintenance plan that they say to go do. I just do it. But I drive out of my way to go to a particular dealership that's about 25 minutes from where I live. I could find places that are closer. But I go to this one because of the experience. Yeah. And so what do I get when I go there? I have, I have a desk and a chair, power outlets, uh, good Wi-Fi, and free coffee. And I'm able to conduct business and not interrupt my day or do things uh, while I'm there. So I, when they say it's going to be two hours, I just say, I'll just sit here and work for two hours. Now, uh, you could even take that one step further where they could have a uh, an experience center where they could show you the upcoming cars, maybe show a, a movie. There's a whole bunch of things you could do to make that experience better. They offer free coffee, free drinks. Sometimes I'll put donuts out, but they make the waiting room nice. I don't like it when they have the TV. They're blasting some inane talk show during the day. But for the most part, those when they add a little bit of experience, now how much more business do they get as a result of that? Probably yeah. a decent amount. Right. right? I'm not the only one. This this particular dealer gets all kinds of awards from Honda. So tell us about a little about the you got exposed a little bit to the dental spa thing in New York. Yeah, um, and before we get to dental spa, I was just thinking one other example. So that mattress company Casper. Yeah. So they've totally going. I guess they they sought out that or did research that buying a mattress was one of the most, it's like pulling teeth at the yeah, dentist office. Yeah. It's a really painful experience for a lot of people. Um, so they basically, a little bit different, they haven't reimagined like the physical location initially. That's not what they set out to do. They did change the buying mattress process so that you could now get a mattress delivered to you. But the way that they did it was very different than what it was like to go to a local sleepies or you know a mattress store but now in soho they actually have a physical location so how is it different the casper yeah so again one i think they've like set up so they basically set up the when you walk into the casper shop it's almost like you're walking into a home and so they've got different bedrooms set up right um they they kind of tell a story not unlike restoration hardware 
Correct. Right. Uh, so they also serve um, beverages mm-hmm. at, at the Casper shop. But yeah, they've t- changed the, um, completely changed like the way that you associate with mattresses. Right. Like, you know what I mean? People don't really like. Well, most of the places I've ever gone to mattress shopping, it's a it's just a, a big f- empty floor where- with mattresses everywhere. And you can you can lay down on an uncomfortable while a, a mattress salesman who's like right next to the used car dealer. Yeah, it's it's a it's kind of a slimy outfit. Yeah, and and they kind of so now they you can walk around with your cup of coffee through the different house uh, through the different rooms in the house. And it's low pressure. Correct. Yeah. They're like the sales agents are there if you want them to be there, um, and which was smart of them. They also now started offering mattresses for pets, so they'll set up the bedroom with a little nook. Has it for pets as well, and wow. you can bring your pets into the shop and then have them test out the mattress. You know what I mean? So they've totally personalized the experience. Well, this is you know we've done a couple of shows on reinventing retail, and you know I have this, and I think you share the same premise that for physical retail to compete with online retail, they have to add an experiential component to it, which gives them a an advantage that online cannot do it's hard Mm -hmm. to recreate that experience at restoration hardware or casper when you walk around the showroom and see it in context you can feel it you can experience it hard to do that online yeah and uh so i think it's interesting when you look at this you know the laundromat where they're saying hey wait a second let's let's make this not a chore let's make it something that's fun uh but you know what we want to talk about a few ideas is how do we even take it one step further places you might not even imagine like it's hard hard to think of doing it for the dentist's office but i guess people are doing it yeah and it's, it's and you're saying it's very popular in new york really popular um so in fact um so there's the two big ones that i know of in the city are uh levon yep and then uh dental house so tell me about them what do they do so dental house uh, both of them do pretty much the same thing. So the services that you can get there are similar to... Do the drop down on the services menu. Let's see what they have here. So there's a lot of... Uh, yeah, most of I that's all... Yeah, I think if I scroll down here, they've got can, it better. You can see the... Uh, what, what kind of spa services? I get they do the dentistry stuff, but what... It, I, it's not... I wouldn't say that it's... Um, it's not taking like a the way that we think about spa it's more of just um overlaying the spa like a spa a spa genre yeah okay yeah yeah so So show some pictures yeah i think it's gonna scroll through see even this type of stuff like this is the waiting area yeah which is very different than a typical dentist waiting area i'm not sure if they'll have um photos in the of the back but So, the, the, so the, again, the, the, trying trying to create a m- little bit more inviting space. Yeah, it's and, an inviting space, and also just the way that you book your appointment. So, typically with um, a dental service, you might walk in and have paperwork to complete. They have actually um, allowed you to. They like digitize that process. The, the online check in. Yeah, the online check in. Um, there's not there really. There's no paper trail. Per se in the yeah, so room. so in this sense, I don't, don't think it's so. To me, when you when you go to the spot, it's it's you are, uh, I guess, doted on. Is that the right word? Yeah. So you're doted on a little bit. You're, yeah, I mean, you walk in and you're treated special. Correct. 
Whereas if you go to a typical doctor's office, they're like, name, rank, serial number, fill out this form, you know, in triplicate, sit over there. And even though your appointment's at one o'clock, you can wait here until we're ready, which may be at one fourteen or one eighteen, and you're sitting there. And, uh, you know, so the, the, the appointment time is a rough window, which when they'll see you, but they value their time over they valuing your time. Yeah, and the other interesting thing is when you go to a doctor's office or a dentist office, you're saying, um, I'm coming in for a cleaning or I'm coming in for um, whatever, a root canal, cavity, right. et cetera. Right. This, you have, before you go to the spa, you have a menu similar to a spa. And so you can say, actually from the menu, I wanna get this, this, and this in my visit. Mm-hmm. So it totally allows you to take control of your visit yeah. versus doing routine things or going for a utilitarian purpose. So do you know anybody who uses these services? Yeah, so I've gone. And how, uh, Tell me about it. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. I, how I, does it compare to like a regular, your regular experience going to the dentist? Way better. Because I think that dentist office is usually high volume. They're trying to pump patients out. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got you've got a cleaning, you're in there for 30 minutes and boom, yeah. on to the next patient. This, um, they actually sat and it was a cleaning, but they did they the woman that did my cleaning sat down and talked to me throughout the process. Uh, you know, she they give you this education component, whether you want it or not, you can mm-hmm. dial it dial it up or down. Um, and but you can engage with them. And so it's so a, how long? So a thirty minute cleaning was still thirty minutes. No, it was about uh, it's about forty five minutes. So they had fifteen minutes. Yeah. Now you paid for that. I did. Now, I mean, you literally paid extra for that. Like if you could have gone to a regular dentist and paid X, you paid some other number, ostensibly larger than X. You paid a premium to do this. I did. And it was worth it. Yeah. Right. So, I don't. I wouldn't go back to my. Uh, yeah, so give me an idea with the, the the rough. What would a regular cleaning cost? Uh, I still don't think it's bad. It's about eighty bucks. And so you paid one twenty. No, I paid eighty at the dental spa. I don't okay. know what a regular cleaning, the price of a regular cleaning is, because okay. most I guess for most people, insurance probably. Yeah, probably. So you is pay, it, but it's more like okay. But it allows me to say um, when I made my appointment, I could have checked the box for cleaning. I could have said actually, while I'm there, I want to get a teeth whitening done, um, mm-hmm. and. Maybe I want to get something else, but it's I, there's no pressure. It wasn't like somebody took my x-rays and said, you need to come back in two weeks because I have to plug your cavities or you've got a root canal. Yeah. It, it kind of allows me to take yeah. complete ownership of my own visit. And and, your, and the aesthetic experience at this place? Way better. Yeah. So much nicer. The minute I walked in the door and uh, they checked me in, it was like, oh, can we get you a um, a beverage? Right. Like right off the bat. The waiting area is exponentially nicer. A lot more greenery. The use of green is uh, very synonymous with spas. Mm-hmm. Dentist office hardly ever have them. Right. Um, so yeah, it was a much more inviting experience. People, music, music. Yeah. Friendly staff. Yeah. Um, not just people that were miserable at their jobs yeah. at the reception yeah. desk. I mean, it makes a big difference. People were very friendly. It was Especially if you're well- dealing with people with phobias, which dentistry has that, mm-hmm. right? I, yeah. have, I have a phobia. I just get deathly afraid of the drill. Yeah. So um, that's pretty interesting. So there's an, we were talking about other ones, like uh, you mentioned the um, hair the, drying place. Yeah, so I think the hair drying place, 
Uh, we were chatting about this offline. Um, some hair places do try to embody the spot-like feel when you go and get your hair cut. But Dry Bar, which is, by the way, now valued at about $100 million, is solely focused on getting blowouts. So this is a big thing for women because it's they've and taken just, you know, a, a blowout. blowout is, okay, is yeah, blow drying your hair. Not, um, not, but the, again, not getting a flat tire. <laughs> yes, exactly. But um, back to the services menu, they also have the concept of a services so menu. So do you go do you go here with wet hair? They wash your hair there. Oh, so it's a wash and a hair dry. Yeah. Okay. But uh, as soon as you get walk in, again, would you like a glass of champagne? Right, right. Um, you're pampered. Have you done this? Yeah. And, and I did it for my bachelorette party. And like... So normally, again, I don't want to sound inaccurate. Yeah, yeah. So normally women would just wash their hair at home and blow dry it themselves? Women, correct. Um, and Or if you get your hair cut, you can get it blow dried. Yeah. But yeah, typically women do it at home. But right. now women, like this, these guys, and there's a couple other in the city, they offer subscri- like monthly subscription models where X number blow dries per month for like $130. Really? And people pay. Women are going to this all the time. Yeah. Because blow drying your hair, especially if you have long hair, is a big production. Really? Yeah, it can be. It can be very time consuming. Like, give me an example. I'm just, this is news to me. It could add an extra 45 minutes to your process of getting ready. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, it can. So imagine if you now can go to Dry Bar on Monday, get your hair blow dried, now you don't it, that last that could last you for two to three days a good blow dry, so think about how much time you're saving during the week. Yeah, it's right, like I, rent the runway has you're, the subscription You're, you're catching model. me a little off guard because I, I just I use <laughs> no, bar soap I and I uh, it dries in, in like seven minutes by itself. Uh, I could tell by your response you're yeah. just processing all. Of I this. am processing it because I look I know. You know, you know, one of our one of our premises, you know, we can and we've talked a lot about this on our prior shows, is people are are gonna start trading money for time. time. Yeah. And the way that they do that may sound shocking to people. Yes. But it has a lot to do with uh, a growing set of disposable income and a uh an inelastic supply, meaning it's a fixed supply of time. Correct. So the more money yeah. I have, the more I'm going to treat my time differently, and also uh, my experience in terms of am I having fun. So we look at the laundromat. If I happen to be going there, that's a chore. Or even doing laundry at home. Or if I have uh, live in an apartment building and mm-hmm. I have a shared laundry facility, I'd rather just I'm going to I'd rather just go and meet my friends and take care of it there, and just p- start paying for services. But you know so. The reason we're even talking about this in the show today is we're trying to get people to think out of the box and what's coming next. Yeah. Where can you apply these experience models to old business models and reinvent them? Because if you told me that someone was going to do a, a, a blow drying business, yeah. I'd be like, all right, I guess. But and then you say it's worth a hundred million dollars, you'd be like, oh, holy cow, that's something else. Yeah, it's wild. And mm-hmm. you know, and then. Again, dentistry, you can change the whole the whole theme of it because it, it does get into uh, an aesthetic a- aspect to it, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, cosmetic dentistry going on. Uh, but then you can apply this to a whole bunch of other models. 
And I would say for the dental spa and for dry bar mm -hmm. that a lot of their success is correlated to the feeling that that their customers have when they leave, which for both of them, uh, particularly for dry bar, it's a very, um, I'm not sure if empowering is the right word, but it's, it's a very uh, enjoyable experience and it leaves them it, one, it leaves them with, at Dry Bar particularly, you now form a relationship with the people that work there. So there's a little bit of a social piece because you're also chatting mm -hmm. and you get to conversate. Uh, and then you leave with beautiful blow-dried hair. Um, and so it's similar to when we have discussed Rent the Runway on past shows. Yeah, There's like a confidence element to visiting that women particularly are leaving with. They feel better after they leave places like Dry Bar and probably their visit to Dental House. Hmm. So I think there's like a deeper... Yeah. And maybe that's not what these businesses are trying to do at the surface, but there's something where it leaves people feeling good when they walk out the doors and so they want to come back. Yeah. It's enjoyable. So as we start to deconstruct people's time, you know, in a given week, uh, there's an element of people's uh, daily lives that is chore-based. Yeah. And there's an opportunity for businesses who have a chore element to their yes. business model to say, hey, let's recognize this has to be done. Mm -hmm. Laundry, getting your hair uh, cleaned and, and blow drying, I guess. All these <laughs> things are things that you're going to do. Let's make the best of it. Right. So think about the, con the, the, the tagline, let's make the best of it, and turn chores into fun things. The other one could be... Um even uh, especially for females, like every time I have to go get my oil changed, it's like oh, this, it's like it smells like a pit in there. It is. It's yeah. an oil pit. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like you know what? They actually could make like a. Um, I remember in Franklin Lakes there was like an auto spa that was kind of starting yeah, to do that, right? But it still was falling way short. But women and auto are not two things that have actually ever really gone together right right but if there was a way to change the experience there so that women could go and do basic maintenance on their vehicles in a setting that was way more inviting you probably would have women that actually would be like you know what i don't mind taking the car to get the oil changed this time yeah i i i i, I go to a high-end car wash with my car i pay like forty dollars a month unlimited car wash i probably don't use it enough but in the summertime well actually it's my fault, but it's it's actually very nice. You can go in and you can get the uh, – it's a very good car wash, and then they hand dry it at the end. But there's a waiting area inside. It's air-conditioned, nice couches, and they have uh, free coffee. They sell a lot of uh, accoutrement for the car, you know, like air fresheners and things like that. But then outside, they have a, a, a very large koi pond and benches. You can sit and, list, and just yeah. relax for a few minutes. If you stop in there and there's not a line – it's probably a 10 to 15, maybe 10 minute stop. If there's a line, it could be 20 minutes to, to get through. Um, but they're selling a little bit of an experience, but they're, they're right on the cusp of taking it one more step. So they also offer uh, the car spa service where you go around and for about a hundred bucks, they'll detail your car out. Wow. Now they don't do oil changes and things like that, but mm -hmm. that's just a choice of service. Right. You could. You could take it over there and imagine they could have, you know, like a work area so you can go 
you know, do some work while you're sitting there, and then for two hours your car comes back and it's kind of like new. Yeah. So I've t- I used to get I used to drive an old car and I just it was running well, so I just didn't get a new one. But once a year I would take it and get it detailed, and uh, you get it back and it's like, oh, I got, it feels like a little bit of a new car. I get the new car smell and uh, yeah, it extends it out a little bit. <laughs> And I was just thinking what would be a crazy mashup would be, um, I was thinking about it on a personal level. I was like, wow, imagine if I could get my uh, nails done or my hair blow dried while I was waiting for my car <laughs> to be washed or the oil changed. Yeah. Well, you, it, look, all these things sound crazy. And some of these ideas we might come up with do sound <laughs> crazy, but you never know. You don't. These things, uh, yeah, I would have never guessed a, a blow drying outfit would be worth $100 million. Yeah. But uh I tell you, people are going to start valuing their time more. Yeah. And uh, uh, if you can turn a chore into something people look forward to and want to do. Right. Like you went shopping today uh, to pick up stuff for lunch. Yes. You went to Wegmans, right? Right. Now you've been to many grocery stores mm-hmm. and some of the grocery stores are highly utilitarian. The other thing that's actually, you're so right. I never come back from a grocery store waiting to talk about the grocery store. Cause yeah, because that was your first trip there. Yes, yeah, so, and this was my first one to Wegmans. Um, and when I left, I was I was uh, saying to Rohan, I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to go back and tell these guys how awesome Wegmans was. Yeah. But that's great, because they have me talking about their store. No one ever really talks, about, raves about a grocery store. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and, and, and Wegmans is constantly improving. Now, Wegmans ends up getting... Ranked as one of the top places in the in the country to work, like Google, Wegmans, Apple. Yeah. It's like in that order, right? They're like number two or three usually. I don't think I don't know if they've ever been number one, but they're always in the top five. And my daughter works there as a manager. Yeah, we got to get Sarah manager. on the show. Yes, yeah, <laughs> she said she would do it. But uh, they've added an experience level to grocery shopping. Mm. So, uh, you know, like shelf space is a premium in the business model there. So they'll tend to have narrow aisles so they can put more shelf space in. Wegmans keeps the aisles wide so it's open. It feels good. Yeah. It is big, build a bigger space. They sell a lot of interesting products. They sell, uh, but a large portion of their store is dedicated to prepared and exotic foods. So yeah. they, they'll have a cheese shop and they'll have five, six, seven hundred different kinds of cheeses. Wow. And you can go in and just, there's a little bit of a, a, a curated experience. They'll have a, a uh, whatever the, the cheese sommelier is called. I don't know, right? yeah. cheesemonger or something like that. But they'll they'll tell you about different things. And they sell all kinds of stuff. They have a wine store there. And then the prepared foods, and it's prepared foods are high margin. Mm-hmm. So the, they're selling stuff that's at the end of the day uh, uh, good for their business. It helps them underwrite this whole experience aspect to a grocery store st- stop. So... Uh, Again, lots of opportunities for yeah, people to take agreed. an experience overlay to an old model, things that used to be boring and, and utilitarian can now be more fun. Mm-hmm. Grocery store, blow drying your hair, going to the dentist, the car wash, all of uh, the laundromat. Mattresses. <laughs> mattresses. Even when we went to Restoration Hardware, they made furniture shopping yes. an experience where we had champagne, champagne walked around into nicely decorated areas. And they offered uh, design services. And now, they invite you to sit down on yeah, the furniture. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. So lots of opportunity for retail and other businesses to reimagine and redesign their business, thinking about experience so that they can experience this. Yes, awesome. Great. All right, thanks, Karen. Thanks. See you. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. We hope you enjoyed the topic. 
We're always interested in hearing more from our audience in terms of what topics we should be covering. So please reach out to us and let us know if there's a subject that you want us to cover and we'd be happy to do that. I also want to remind people that we have a book out called Digital Labor, The Coming Demise of a White Collar Worker. You can find it out on Amazon in Kindle, hardcover, and paperback formats. Please check that book out and give us some feedback. Thank you.